Scarborough. It's difficult to make the move here and ride away from riders. But Dillard is there, still taking turns, still riding. They have a minute on those behind. It's going to be either the Swiss champion or the world champion. It's going to be Sylvain Dillard. Oh, it's going to be for the first time at Paris-Roubaix. The one that Sagan told us here at Eurosport the other day that he wanted to win. Robert Goss, I'm Parks and Recreation Director with the City of Folsom. Andrew Shimizu of Mike's Bikes hey, Team. Welcome. How's it going? Good. Great. Thanks for coming by. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if people want to learn a little bit more about you personally, they can check out podcast episode four, where we sat down in Panera Bread, had a nice little... Uh, little, little am, I, am, I your, am I your first repeat? Two-peat? We've had a few repeats. It sounds like yeah. you need to get caught up on the show. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm with Nilsson Palace. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Between Two Wheels podcast. I'm joined today with Chris Flower, not Kurt Mills, just Chris Flower. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. How and I'm you? Tyler Yonke. I'm Tyler Yonke, and I'm doing good uh, as well. Okay. Um, it's almost the end of the year. We're going to do a little recap show here because there's not really a lot going on in cycling, right? I would agree, yeah. All right, so let's just recap. There might be a lot going on. We're just not aware of it. <laughs> right. Uh, which is, you know, we have this text string with you, me, and Kurt, and uh, it's... We're lamenting our weight, our poor fitness. Um, how's 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 it been for you since the the, the marathon that you ran? Um, it's been okay. Weight ticked up a little bit, unfortunately. Fitness has started to come around. One thing I learned is that um, running fitness doesn't immediately translate over to cycling fitness. My running fitness wasn't great to speak of. It was just kind of longer, steady efforts. And then I think the week after I did that marathon, I jumped into the group rides, which has a lot of surging efforts. And I'm pretty sure I was redlined like in the, in the neutral rollout. So, right. And, and you were on, I was on some of those with you and it was, uh, it was fun to watch. You cracked on one of them, which is interesting. It wasn't a long ride, and right. it was a long ride. Oh, I guess it was, and you're fueling just fine. And but you know the, and I was thinking, oh, you just did twenty six two run, unless you cheated it. Um, you know you should be okay, but it's just your body's it's different. different. Yeah, it, it didn't help that I think Kurt was like unintentionally attacking over and over and over. At least it felt like that. He's been relentless. Um, on his writing, that is not not on showing up for this show, right? Uh, so yeah, so New Year's coming up. I've got some resolutions oh. as as always. My wife's been, hey, um, maybe if you stopped eating, you can stop complaining. I was near suicidal on Christmas morning with this the weight, uh, but I got over it pretty quick. Anyway, so we got a bunch of writing coming up. You know, the first race of the year is coming up. What Monday, Tuesday, right? Tuesday, San Bruno Tuesday Hill climb. Yeah. Yeah, have you done that? I've not. I won't do it uh, in 2019 either. So. Right, right. Neither how about will. you? No, no, I won't. I've, I've had interest in it before when I've actually been in shape this time of year. And from what I've seen, it looks like a mass start time trial hill climb type of thing. So, Yeah, mass start, obviously it's by category. Do they do everybody together and kind of... No, mass start in your category. Okay, I, when I, I first you. was looking at it, I was like, oh, hill climb, it's, uh, you know, maybe it's a time trial type of thing because it's so dictated on the time. But right. uh, yeah, not... Do you know much about the climb? Is it uh, you know, distance-wise, time-wise? Nate what? English, uh, former writer with Ankenda and some of those others, he's a he's a coach. He did a whole video of it last year, okay. the prep on it, and uh, did the climb. I don't know much okay. about it. I know um, not much, not mm. much about it. But good luck Fair to those enough. that are doing it. And yeah. then we have almost a few more weeks, and we'll get into uh, Land Park and the races that go there. Yeah, and before that, there's always the... Um, 
the the well thought of early bird series. I don't think well thought of. Oh, early bird, yeah. Yeah, and obviously that's a great opportunity for folks to to get out and learn how to handle their bike in right. different situations. I think they also do like a, a P one, two, three, and maybe four crit at the end of the day. Right. So no official placings, but good opportunity to to kind of test your fitness, see right. where you're at. For me, it's a bit of a drive just to go do that. And um, it's a very long drive, unfortunately. Right. And I don't know that and maybe I do need to. I mean, I'm doing this long enough. I don't feel like I need to work on my skills so much. Uh, it's maybe maybe you're looking at me like, no, you do. No, I, I, I think your skills are just fine. <laughs> I don't know about just fine. All right. So we got a few things to talk about. We'll talk about. I don't know. I mean, there's. It, let me go back to you. We. I saw a video this morning of my data from Strava. So right. you had yours as well. Did you did. break down over the years? And everyone could probably go to the Strava and they'd get a little message and a link, and you'd look at all your kind of your hours and your my, feet climbed and miles ridden over the years. How did yours compare? This year versus previous years. Yeah, I don't know how else you're going to compare it. I don't know to your years. I don't know. <laughs> um, this year was definitely. Um, fewer miles than prior years. Um, I think I spent a little more time in the earlier months on the trainer, which doesn't yield a ton of mileage. And then I really tapered off kind of around September and just didn't ride nearly as much. So I think in prior years, I was three to 4,000 miles more than I hit this year. That might be a bit wow. much. Maybe two to three thousand. Because you had more. a decent. I don't know if you want to give you numbers, but you're almost twice Those as many secret. miles, twice as many miles as I was. I don't uh, think so. Uh, well, was I, I was. I was like thirty five hundred, no. and you were like sixty four. Let me go to the record books. Yeah, let's see. Look at that, and, and it is interesting to see. You know, but uh, on mine, um, I'm just gonna. So there's kind of your personal well being, <clears throat> and I must say that I I had a good year personally, like family wise, business wise podcast wise uh and yet i had less miles ridden on the bike so maybe there's that balance that i was uh, enjoying a little bit more you were at 4500 miles 4500 yeah look at that strava doesn't lie i was just about six what did i think 30 3500 maybe that was feet climb no i don't know what it was um you were at just at six yeah six thousand one hundred or gotcha. something like that so. gotcha so that was a, that wasn't a big year for me at all but um it was pretty low but not not horrible either my biggest month was july same for me. Yeah, we, I, think we, I think we did a lot of riding together. Right. Uh, what was your biggest ride of the year? It was the death ride, 120-something oh, yeah. miles and yeah, a lot imagine. of climbing. Right. Mine, I don't think I broke 100 at all this year. It was that really? Night, is that, that ride we did out with Kurt? I brought it at 100. Oh. oh, you know what? I think we did 100, but... Um, my Garmin crapped out on me that day, so I didn't. I wouldn't didn't get the full mileage. Put Doesn't out there. count then. So maybe you're at like thirty or forty six hundred. Yeah, there's then. a few days that are that are missing, but not too many. Okay, uh, a few things that went on. We have the best of. We're gonna kind of go over some of our stuff for the 2018. Some new kits for 2019. Um, bike testing. Some winners. Some losers. Vuelta route was announced. Just say that I'm not. I went over it, and I'm. I'm. I want to do a full show on that, so maybe we'll save that for later. But uh, there's not because there's not a lot of analysis other than it looks like the climbs aren't. They're kind of moving away from their punchy. You know, they're kind of a fore, forefront of some different types of riding, and they're kind of stepping back as the tour is kind of going towards that. Yeah. So, did you see anything um, for time trials in that? I believe they have the longest time trial of the year. Okay. Uh, for all three Grand Tours. Hmm. 
which isn't much. Just Maybe one of them? I think or? so, yeah, okay. like 35K. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm just trying to pull this out of my head from what yeah. I'd read, but I believe that was one of the aspects, which is always interesting. Oh, you don't think of the, the, the Vuelta as a time trial, and none of them are like they used to be. You know, right. I've gone over this before. You look at um, one that just comes to mind, 1987 Tour de France. I mean, they had... Uh, time trial that was uh, 60-some K, or maybe it was more than that. Hmm. I'm thinking it was like 50 miles. It was, it was, And they had three time trials that were about just astronomical amounts that are more, each time trial was more than they've had for the whole tour. Right. So a lot of time trialing. Yeah, because I think even in the tour this upcoming year, it's, it's pretty slim for time trials. And do they have a team time trial in the tour this year or in, in 2019? I don't remember. Yeah, I thought that was coming into one of the Grand Tours. But yeah, it's it's a bummer to see that discipline kind of fading from those uh, events. Right, so I'm just going to go over some of what I pulled up here. So they had a they had a prologue of 6K, and then they had a time trial on stage 2 of 41K. Then they had an 87K, which is 54 kilometers, I mean 54 miles, on stage 10. This is the 87? 87. They have a mountain time trial of 23 miles. Wow. Uh, another individual time trial uh, on day 24 of uh, 38K. So, I mean, you're looking at 24, 23, 54, 25, and 3.7 uh, mile time trials. The four time trials, including the, t- the prologue. Yeah. Not anything like what you see today. You don't no. see any time trials um, over like 30 some K. I mean, right. really. Yeah, that's that's a bummer because obviously it, it works it? against guys like Dumoulin. I mean, right. It's kind of a good leveler when you compare it to some of the just pure climbing guys. It's a good way to kind of well, keep everybody on the Yeah, you look field. back and then you had the Indurain days where he would just come out and, you know, he would blow people. I mean, you get a time trial that's 50 miles. Yeah. He could put, you know, three, four or five minutes on right. someone. Now the race is over. So you've got, you know, your dynamic now of, okay, we do less of this. So we stack it all in the last week. The climbers are still there. Right. Causing havoc on the sprint finishes. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, I, I don't know. I, I guess there's really no perfect formula, but it's. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So did you read anything about the Vuelta or any of the other not. tours? I saw a note here on our notes that said the stage um, routes were announced. Does that count? That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah no, that's as much as I okay. read. I did see, uh, just speaking of Grand Tour stuff, Dumoulin and I'm trying to remember the other rider, um, big rider that w- they were lined up for the Giro. I know who you mean, and I cannot. Uh, was it Aru? Maybe it was Aru again. I don't know. We'll have to go back. We and know. I know um, Valverde's doing the Giro, right? Maybe that was it. Maybe because it was I Dom- know they're not taking him to the Tour. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. they'll be interesting. We'll have to do a complete roundup of some of these interesting writers coming up. Yeah. Uh, I got something here, a thing that they could go, hmm, right oh. away, right off the bat, we're going to do. I don't know if you have anything for this, but sure. for us, it's uh, this is episode 95. We're coming up on 100 episodes. thought I'd throw this out there. It might happen somewhere around Land Park. Um, well, they call it Cal Aggie, the first one, but it happens at Land Park. Uh, maybe you guys could give us some suggestions of some things to do for 100th. Yeah. No? Chris sure. says, says no. You never know what kind of... Well, okay, people can make suggestions. But it doesn't mean we have to follow through on well, them. <laughs> of course. I'm married. I know how this works. <laughs> yes, please make a suggestion. Right. Uh, anyway, send us your suggestions if you have anything special that you might want to um, think about. So, And Chris says no. Chris says your suggestions are not worth it. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. So some of the best of the 2018... Um, 
performances to love, hate, and mock. What do you What do you have here? Or do you have anything on the hmm? I don't necessarily have anything on the hmm. It's just um, we're kind of. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do for trying to get myself into some form of reasonable fitness before racing starts. And we're, we're so lucky with this weather and so cursed with this weather as well. Cause it's like, eh, I'm riding as much as I feel I should, but I know there's other people out there just totally taking advantage of the weather and just well, stacking uh, miles. Before you go, like it's been decent weather the last few days. And like today in the last few, it's been gorgeous. It's just a little chilly. I mean, it's not like when I was in Colorado and you'd go and your water bottles would be frozen. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's maybe 45, 55. Right. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like cursing because it's chilly, but it's gorgeous. So, it yeah, is. I mean, it's, it's great. Just get out and put some miles in weather, but it's like, yeah. I, I it's know. cold enough that I don't want to ride other than like noon to three. It's a good window though. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Um, yeah. No, it's just... Uh, I'm just irritated with myself for not getting out on the bike more. So the things that make me go, hmm, is me second guessing my, my lack of fitness right now. All right. This is not a therapy session, but I sounds that like I that's what you brought that. up. Yeah. I'm on the couch. All right. Come on. All right. Uh, let's start with the performances of 2018, uh, tour down under, um, was this you that wrote this up or was this me? This must've been you. All right. So I just started with a few here. Uh, <laughs> Richie Port. Takes off, uh, wins the Tour Down Under again at Wollonga Hill. But what kind of impressed me from there was Egan Bernal. Yeah. Um, he had done, I think, the race in Colombia and got a little, oh, look at that, a little exciting. And then he does this and um, you're like, oh, he's hanging with the top guys quite impressively. And it was interesting. I was like, okay, well, we'll see what you do later on. Because yeah. you've seen, you know, um, Woods has gone out there and made impressive and but he had a he had a good season. He did. Bernal did. I, I'm thinking about Tour Down Under and the year before Woods. That was kind of his breakout race, right. and everybody I think was expecting him to go back and repeat and have a stellar Tour Down Under. And he just, I don't want to say he sucked, but he did not do well. Uh, it right. Was, it was kind of disappointing, and I think it was you know, a good eye opener for him to, to step it up a little bit and maybe get better results as right. the year went on. I almost remember uh, trying to, maybe I'm wrong on this, but it seems like to me, he, he, his, his idea was, okay, look, first year came down. That was a big goal. So he was primed and ready. Yeah. And the next one is like, this, this is not my goal. My goal is later on in the year, um, you know, the Vuelta, what have you. And so he was holding back on that, or maybe it was the Giro even. And then he right. didn't do, he really didn't come into it until he got his performance yeah. in the Vuelta. But. Right. It is interesting. I mean, Daryl Impey was was riding well for <laughs> Mitchell and Scott there. You know, he did well. Uh, right. Caleb Ewing and a few others. So yeah, yeah. Um, did Sagan do uh, Sagan Perry Robay? That was an impressive win that he got. Yeah, Robin, who was he with there in the finish? Do you remember? I, I, there was I don't. He's a Swiss rider, yeah. right? Swiss national champion. And now that was a great race. Uh, I'm not a huge Sagan fan, but it was still a great race. And it was cool to see the guy, he, <laughs> I feel bad, don't know his name, the guy he was riding with um, just take and trade turns with him all the way to the finish. I mean, he was in a prime position to just, I could just sit here and let it, either A, let Sagan pull me all the way to the finish or, you know, let whomever is behind me catch up and I can maybe surf wheels to a better result. But that was a really cool race. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at that guy, and you know, I'm sure you <laughs> that guy. Right. Well, post production, we'll put his name in. Um, I'm sure if we think about it a while, we'll get to it. But um, his options were, I think it was, hey, I just ride. I mean, my odds of flicking back and coming up with some guys from the pack 
and still winning. You still got Sagan there. You have other sprinters. Um, I could get second. Why not? Why not keep going? So good for him. Uh, Strada Bianca. That was another one. Uh, eclectic and impressive finishing trio with Bardet. You got the guy's name? I do. It's not lo- no longer just that guy. It's Sylvain Delier. Oh yeah, there you go. Third place was Nikki Terpstra. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He got he got those three were up because Terpstra Terpstra he made the move of going up there when everyone was like, you know, why are you why are you going up the road? Or right. It was a little weird. Yeah. Um, but obviously he, he did his, his job. Um, anyway, Strada Bianca was another impressive one cause he had a little outcoming of, of some guys that you were expecting, uh, Bardet, Walt Van Ert, and Tish Benut. Yeah, no, that was, that was a, a great race. It's a, such a cool race too. Cause it's just, and this year was epic with the horrible, with the yeah, rain and cake. And Van Ert just basically going into full cramp mode what a quarter mile from the finish and falling <laughs> off, off that his bike. nasty steep climb yeah yeah no that's that's a an incredibly cool venue and it was a, it was a cool race and it was good to see um van art do so well in such a long tough race and it definitely i think um spoke well for his ability to to make the jump next year right i mean that i what i enjoyed about that is he had three completely different riders right and even bardet it was impressive to see him finish that and then I, it, gave, it was like when the tour came up and they were going through uh, the, the the cobbles and everything. I was like, oh, you know, you can reach back and see that that this guy can handle himself on some shitty roads. And you know, we'll see. And he did. He handled himself on the tour that day, the stage nine or ten, whatever that was. Right. Yeah. And then even before this, um, you had mentioned Caleb Ewan before. Uh, Milan San Remo. He got second to um, who? Who won that? Boy, we're on this Italian rider. Oh, uh, Nibali. Yeah, it was it was really good to see you and take the win, take the the field sprint there, because um, I know that that was a, a really long race for him, and I think his team was still kind of questioning his ability to contend and survive up those final climbs. So that was it was cool to see him do really well there. Granted, he didn't win, but uh, I think that kind of spoke well for his ability to be around for those longer, tougher races. So let's not go off too far because Caleb Ewing has, uh, didn't make the tour team. They had announced oh. it around the tour to tour to down under time that he was going to be, he didn't make that team. Uh, he's really bitter about it. He signs with Lotto, red Lotto and came out with some kind of some unkind words about his, his team and the whole situation. Uh, what'd you make of that? And, and kind of the Caleb Ewing of the 2018. Um, I, I kind of understand his team not taking him. Uh, they right. were definitely focused on the GC leading into that. His results were kind of subpar. Uh, so it makes sense that the team didn't take him. Um, maybe he would have been able to contend in the later stages if he had survived over the hills when the other sprinters hasn't hadn't, um, his comments that he came out with recently after signing with Lotto, they seemed a little, I don't want to say childish, but it was just, uh, it was kind of whiny to some extent. It it was just like, all right, you've moved on your team that you've left. They've already moved on. Just prove it by, by winning early next year and sticking it to them that way. But just don't kind of speak so negatively of them to the press. Yeah. And, and it's tough because he's a sprinter. He's got an attitude of, you know, put me in the spot, I'll win. Right. So that makes sense. And then, you know, but yeah. That Mitchelton Scott team, up until you know, stage nineteen of the Vuelta, I mean, they were like winning it. Yeah, they end up winning the the Vuelta, 
I meant the Giro on the right, first right, tournament. Right, right. Yeah. Then they end up winning the Vuelta, so it's no fluke. They just blew up in the tour. So, you know, do you take and you sacrifice your team for the... Because this, this is not a mediocre sprinter either. He needs some lead-out guys. Right, yeah. So you're just... It's, he's it's he's not going to surf wheels as well as Sagan and, and escort himself to the win. So he would need two guys, I would say, dedicated to him. And with the field size already reduced, you're going to handicap yourself that significantly when you know you've got kind of the 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 top end of the GC group riding with you. Reminds me, his comments also were about um, missing, you, you mentioned San Remo. He mentions how uh, Matteo Trenton right. kind of effed him over in that race. And I remember you and I talking when Trenton was signed, it was like this time last year, we we're talking about going, and I don't remember which episode, but it's out there, people. <laughs> and he, we were talking and, and discussing the possible, hey, look, he's got Trenton. And then also kind of like, yeah, maybe, you know, you never know with these lead outs if it's going to be full sacrifice for this guy. Right. And it sounds like it was it was kind of the latter. It was trouble. No. And, and if you're Trenton and you're in that position, it's not you're not in that position where you can be able to win that race that often. Right. So I can kind of see him thinking, I'm going for this. This is my home race. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and take the win. When he had like three straight wins, not straight, but three wins that year in the Vuelta. So right. it's not like he was... And he won some later season stuff too, you know, with like diminished sprinters. So, and he's the Euro champion, so he's obviously uh, earned the opportunity. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway, interesting stuff there. I just thought we'd we'd mention some of that. Um, the Giro, uh, we just mentioned that some of the highlights there. Obviously, Yates going winning full bore and then blowing up fantastically. There's a lot of a lot of fantastic blowups in that race. Yeah, Chavez just disappeared in that race. Right, I, he pretty Aru. much disappeared until i think they finally said he's healthy again to actually race <laughs> right so he he had an incredible blow up because it was they were kind of one two maybe one three something like that yeah because there was the stage where chavez launched ahead and yates bridged up to him and they finished one two and then i think chavez just disappeared after that stage well yeah it was it was like the next stage or so and he he just he had trouble on like the mediocre right. cat three climb. He lost like, forty five minutes or something right. on the it was, stage. It was really pathetic. But um, so you had that. Um, there was other uh, Pinot blows up. Yes. Uh, Aru blows up. Yes. Um, I even heard um, I think it was Froome was writing about his Giro and he was saying it was either him or Dumoulin. I think maybe it was Dumoulin. One of the I almost think it was Froome now. I don't think Dumoulin raced that, did he? The the Giro. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was second. Okay, good. You 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 thought he should be the rifle winner, but no, that's um, Kurt. I'm almost thinking it was Froome that said if Dumoulin had gone with him, uh, he wouldn't have. He thought that it would have, uh, you know, been a different outcome mm. on on that climb. Or maybe it was Dumoulin that had said said that. Anyway, whatever. One of those guys. That was the one where Froome just went berserk and everybody compared him to Landis. Right, right, yeah. right. Which I've broken down as not quite <laughs> as credible or incredible as that. It's like eighty percent Landis. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, what else we got here? Tour of California. What, what's the highlight of the Tour of California this year? I think it must have been our coverage. <laughs> right. I, what else was there, right? Right. And even if it was minimal, it was it, we had a good time. How many stages are in the Tour of California? Does it seven? W- one or two? That's all we. <laughs> we did a lot of them. I mean, I focus on the Northern California aspect of the Tour of California, and I think we talked about them in some capacity. In their entirety, we and and then the, the females, the women's race. I mean, we went. I went to the presentation right. down the road. Uh, we, How many yellow jersey wearers did you talk to on the women's side? Two, at least two. And how many stages did they have? 
They had three. There you go. So, that's, well, I talked to every every yellow jersey wearer. Right. That's impressive. Right. How many people can say that? Probably every other no. media person that was there. Probably some random people that were on the side. <laughs> Do you remember the tour of California? The guy that was across the street out in Elk Grove that looked like the Unabomber? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, those the highlights that we get. And if you look back uh, to some of those interviews, I mentioned that with the Dave Toll, who seemed to be a little agitated with my converse, conversation with him. Did you get that impression? Yeah, he didn't seem like he wanted to give you the time of day. I think you brought up uh, some historical races and that piqued his interest. Or was that Roll? No, that was no. Roll didn't want to give me the time of day. Okay. Uh, he gave you his email address and said, yeah. hey. Send me an email. Which, um, sorry, this is all over the place, but we're highlighting. He was just on with Lance Armstrong, and he talked about a subject that I wanted to talk to him about as well, which was... Hamstein? Huh? Hamstein? No, Hamstein. Uh, no, that would have been one as well. Okay. But actually was his involvement in, in the, the big part of Lance's book, Can't Come Back, when they were out in Boone, Tennessee, or someplace like that, North Carolina, I don't know where it was. And that the time that they spent out there, I just thought that was an interesting... It would be an interesting conversation. Okay, whatever. F them. But... Tour of California was great because I think that was Kitty Hall's launch pad to right. Bulls Dolman. Right. So it's good to see her make that transition. And it was also, looking back to your mention of Bernal at um, right. Tour Down Under, It was, uh, I think it was probably the first race where he was really given a, a leadership role and he just went to town. It was crazy. If you watch that again, uh, and take yourself back to like when we were doing our commentary <laughs> and all that had been. Uh, you know, the first stage was a Baldy. Yes. A, uh, no, not Baldy. Gibraltar. Yeah. Santa Barbara. Just cracks those guys. Right. Then he loses that on the time trial and it's somewhat even. You're thinking, oh, but the display he did then out in Lake Tahoe was maybe even more impressive. The time gap he put on them up that final climb. Right. Uh, it was unbelievable. And then he just held it through the descent into South Lake. It was, it was impressive because there was not a fantastic group effort to bring him back but there was enough right. of a group effort going where if he was struggling at all they would have pulled him back and right. it was uh i think it was just gaining yeah you know there's enough climbing coming into heavenly the last little pitches and stuff where right. he was able to anything that they thought they were going to you know consolidate and get that effort but it just got whipped away right and it was it was good to see Gegenhart just right? do a fantastic uh, effort as his primary support guy. It was a bummer to see TJ just absolutely fall apart. Um, and there was another U.S. writer. I forget who it was, younger guy, that did really well. Oh, uh, from, it was not Carpenter, but it's from Raleigh. Um, yeah. The young, well, it might come to us. Yeah. But I'm um, trying to remember his name. Uh good yeah he's definitely got it mcnulty a, mcnulty yes yeah. he's got a feature going for him too it was, it was it was a, it was a cool race because it was um you know obviously there's there's the big race uh that everybody's gearing up for in the tour it's just good to see guys coming in and and just having a fantastic race like that right right and good weather and everything for that uh tour de france we had the port richie port crashes out again i mean you'd start to wonder if he's just ever going to ever next year Next okay. year. Well, okay. There we Depends go. on how he does in Wollonga Hill. He's with Trek this year. Is that right? Trek Segafredo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wollonga. <laughs> he needs to bury Wollonga. <laughs> I mean, like, stop because that'll maybe be a stepping stone up to the, the final podium. Uh, Degen Kolb in Robay. That was that obviously was impressive. That was good to see. Yeah. A uh, bit of a Dutch resurgence. Yes. Lotto Jumbo. Um, very impressive with them. You know, back to Caleb Ewing's thing. Um, you know, their, their team manager spoke openly this year about the problems of having. 
like uh, grown a wagon, green wagon, as you like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I don't know what you do next year because our Tour de France, you know, GC team is becoming so good. Maybe we can't. Maybe you don't bring him, and that's part of the problem of starting to up your GC team and right. yet having a strong sprinter. But uh, I think that'll. I mean, I think if you've got a guy like Grenewagen, you've got to bring him. I mean, he won so many stages last year. He did really well. He won one or two at the tour, wasn't it? Two. I think he won two, maybe three. Back to back, I think he won two. Um, But yeah, how do you not bring him? I, 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 I guess. um, Who's going to win the sprints if no sprinters go? That's not going to be very exciting. No, then that's when you start having Mattel Trenton. Well, maybe Kittle starts winning again. Yeah, that could be. Uh, Sky dominates once again, going one. Three? One three. Yeah, yeah. one three. But uh all 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 from the start to finish basically having that. Uh, but Dumoulin hung around in there. I mean he did well. as as he does. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was an impressive uh good race. I, I'm I'm not a big uh fan of either Sky winner there. So what'd you think of the um I mean we probably covered all this when it happened, but uh looking back at it, the the kind of early tension if you will between um g and Froome as to who is actually going to be the designated team leader there thomas we'll call him thomas i couldn't think of his name i know know. um i mean it was still kind of you know thomas deferring to Froome until it was pretty evident that that Froome had blown up yeah it was interesting i don't know if uh thomas just didn't believe in himself or if he was just kind of playing the role, but it was always like, "Oh, I'm still here for him." But you know, there'd be different tactic things like he's up the road, Froome's getting dropped, Bernal's dropping back to help Froome. Right. So you're like, "Yeah, maybe." I mean, it's it doesn't seem like the thing you're gonna do if you want to help protect the guy. But yeah, and he definitely had some scorching finishes at the, the some of those mountaintop finishes. Oh yeah. So he he was definitely playing the role and and saying the right things to the media, but you know he wanted one right and it would have been interesting to see once again if uh dumoulin doesn't you know crap out on what is it stage six i want to say up yeah. the the short little britannia wall or whatever they had he had a flat right he had a flat and then hung on behind the austin mini mini <laughs> cooper or whatever it was so i anyway tour de france uh british end up ruling one two three of the tour i mean of the the grand tours which we'll get to in a little bit um so tour utah sepcus kind of explodes onto the world tour um, yeah, fantastic, impressive win there. Right. Uh, you know, you can look back and go, oh, maybe the competition wasn't, you know, what it could have been uh, back in the days of Utah. But the only race he, who shows up, right? Right. But then, you know, first third of the Vuelta, <laughs> that guy was getting airtime on because uh, he was crushing it on the top front of the climbs for his teammates. So. Right. Yeah, he, he he did incredibly well. And I th- look forward to seeing some of his results next year. Right. Uh, then we got the Vuelta. Ben King comes out. Um, you had brought up that article, did I think, with or a video with him where he was talking about his right his uh, eating disorder in the past. Yeah, that was the GCN was talking about um, you know what's what's a healthy weight for cyclists, and they they interviewed him, and I guess he had some serious issues historically with food and overworking and under eating, and some results weren't. Uh, to his benefit, unfortunately. So right. He, and sometimes you see it with guys where they just kind of don't really, I mean, he still makes it back to the top step. Right. And, literally. Yeah. yeah literally. And, and two big wins, you know, um, it's really had a, had a really good 
obviously Vuelta yeah. for him. So good for him. Yates obviously finally learns from the Giro and wins that. You got as you mentioned before, Mike Woods getting a very impressive win on that super steep, right. which kind of gave an idea of what he can do uh, for Worlds, right. which we he had as well. Worlds great last twenty kilometers, uh, maybe one of the best last twenty k that I've. Of a, of, a, of a race like that that I've seen in quite some time. I would agree. I mean, it was in, in, you know, whether you are in favor of the winner or not, I mean, it was it was a pretty suspenseful finishing circuit. So it was, it was really cool to see Dumoulin chasing back on, those three guys kind of working together to stay away. I was I was really hopeful that Dumoulin would have been able to come through and still have some momentum to, to contest the sprint, but... Well, was, obviously burned himself just catching up to right. those guys. Well, and, and you take the the controversy of who won out of it and just put in the idea of, okay, you got some racers and some strategy that had to be deployed. Right. And I guess you go, you know, look, this is this is why one of the reasons why Valverde ends up winning a lot too is you, you can't always, the strongest guy isn't always winning. Right. I mean, you got to have some smarts. And just the way they played that last 20K, you know, especially the last two or three when, when Dumoulin's coming up, but they're all still fighting for it. Right. It was very interesting. I mean, it was, it was well done. Yeah, it was it was incredibly well done. It was interesting to see some of the guys that got blown off on that um, final climb that that did. Moscon. Guys that you, yeah, Moscon, Bardet. Uh-huh. Guys that you would think should be there on a, a steep, pitchy climb like that just got shelled. And yet, what's interesting about watching that is when they're having trouble and they're kind of doing their surge and kind of down the road is Dumoulin and he's just... And you don't really see him because he looks like he's cracked already, but right. he's got a steady motor. Yeah, and next thing you know, he's coming over the top ahead of Moscon and those other guys. Yeah, no, that was that was impressive on his part. All right, so what do you got for uh, local best of 2018? So I, I put together a really short list. Um, you know, for for best local race result, I would probably tag Zimney winning Masters Road Race Nationals. Um, he's been on here; we've ridden with him a lot, and it was good to see him land that result. Yeah, you don't expect that because the name is not Dan, right? Pete's rider, of yeah. Dan getting a world or Nationals. Did any of the Dans win? I think Dan Bryant. Dan Bryant, I think, Did won, he won his TT or something. No, not the TT this year. Oh. I want to say one of the, maybe not. I have to look back. Maybe that's why Zimney's the best of the of Nationals. He's carrying that team now. I mean, that's, that's, it's all Brian's team. Dan Martin won something this year. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Something. I'm very vague. <laughs> we, we could post production of that. You know, any we'll any this re- results stand out for you? Uh, why don't you finish off your list here? It's. I think I'm done with my list. Well, you uh, had some other ones. So the other one I was looking at was, you know, there was a, a handful of YouTube series that came out locally. I really enjoyed Jeff Linder's videos. Right. Um, it seemed like he really enjoyed putting together a lot of insight into his race thought, a lot of good insight for race strategy and, and actually good footage of the races, whether it's local or I think they had some video from, was it uh, Intelligentsia Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was like good to see on the podium there. Yeah, and just the video quality was great. I, yeah, it's it's fun. It's short, five six minute videos and just cool content. Um, and I, I would probably based on their results collectively throughout the season, his team Tarun they they did incredibly well. They were just at all the races and always performing. And same thing. I mean, they they may have won a lot of the red kite stuff, but you you can only race who shows up, and they did a great job winning whatever they were entering. So yeah, locally. Um, Interesting stuff you put there. Uh, you know, Chico going up there this year for kind of the local men's scene was pretty cool. I mean, we got we got into it on, and even the women actually, you know, being able to talk to them. Yeah. Uh, Ali Dragu, uh, some of the 
the Point S racing team, uh, Intelligentsia Coffee. I'm trying to remember the Britley and her team right. that was there. Uh, but even talking to Sam Boardman, who was very impressive, even going out to Nationals this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, and some of these other guys, obviously Mike's. Um, anyways, it was fun. Justin Williams, right. seeing him out there. Some of the great local. His win the last day was pretty impressive. Uh, I would also say uh, Zimney winning Nationals was, was, was really good for him. Good guy, his team. Maybe not good for his team. Maybe he's at least not an outcast. Now they only have, you know, maybe Jay and Ronnie that haven't won nationals. Right. So they better step it up this right. year. They're going to be. Uh, the down. YouTube, I do like your thing with Linder. Um, another one that gave us some good early season was Sean Bagley, especially yeah. real important stuff at the Folsom that we needed to see some of those videos there. Right. Uh, who was the one? Was it Linder that gave the one with uh, Timmy and. Uh, Willie, yes, do knocking arms and stuff, knocking heads, eh, knocking heads, yeah. knocking arms. Yeah, that was good. Um, gold. Now you have the best race series. You said Golden State Omnium. Yeah, do you consider that a series or not? I don't know. I just enjoy that race. I think it's got such a really cool vibe. Um, it's put on by the local team Rio Strada, and it's just it it it's it has a good draw every year, and it's just a fun local event, and it's kind of like about as grassroots as you can get. So. I enjoyed that one. I, I did a couple red kites throughout the year, but I, I just really enjoy the um, the Golden State Race Series. Enjoy that one a lot. Another uh, local performance I would throw out here, and there's, I'm sure there's more, but uh, Ellie Velez uh, on the the women's side, of yeah. really making some steps up. You know, instead of just you know getting some results, it was now it was her, and it's kind of the same top three or four women that right. were always getting the results. She ended up going out to uh, Colorado and yes. doing. Um, uh, guest riding out there with the team as well. Right. No, she she was always there in the finish of those, uh, pretty much any race she was in. It was like right. her and Melanie Wong and a few others, Lisa Cordova. So it's it good to see kind of those those top four or five girls just always Anna battling Mugier? out. She was in there. I don't know how to say yeah. her last name. Sound right. All right. Uh, what, what's your favorite local Northern California race, crit and or road race? So this, this that I'll start with road race. That's a tough one because there's some really good ones that are early season, late season. Um, I really like Snelling. It's it's kind of a really fun early race. What you don't like it? <laughs> and this year uh, I did um, I did Winters for the great. first time, and I think for what is available locally, I think that's one of the most dynamic courses I've raced yes. on. Yeah, um, I've avoided it because of the big climb in the past. But I was like, eh, whatever, I'll do it this year. And it was incredibly fun and challenging, right. and for what it what for what's around, I, I really think that's probably one of the better races around. And it was just a good time. What I like about that is it uh, you got to be able to go up a hill decent because it's not a short climb, you know, 10, 12 minutes or so. Right. Uh, so you got to be able to climb okay, but it doesn't necessarily restrict it only to climbers. Right. So then if you get over and you've got a little bit of a kick. It makes you feel good. I don't know. It's it's like oh, that's that's kind of a tough race that I you know like you were there leading us out, cramping up in the last. So yeah, the the one thing I do need to work on for that course though is uh, there. Uh, it was a hot day. It, it wasn't that hot, but I'm trying the, to help. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I didn't eat. Uh, the descent is is pretty technical. Yeah, and I was still kind of dealing with some nerves of an earlier crash. So it's it's definitely one where, and we did have a guy have a terrible crash behind me on the first descent. Um, so it's um. It's one where you definitely got to be on your toes for that right. descent. So I, I got passed by, I think, the entire field there. <laughs> that might be one of my favorite road races uh, out here right now, currently. Yeah. Uh, Crit-wise, I'm going to pick two. Uh, Nevada City, 
and it's is that a crit? Okay, well then I'll pick a different one. Okay. But I, I, I that's circuit race. I'll pick. I'll do three. There's like a oh come on, I don't know about circuit. <laughs> Nevada City and and um, Cats Hill. Uh, Nevada City is I think more difficult for climbing. Okay. Uh, Cats Hill is similar, but the short the climb is steeper and shorter so you get non-climbers that get over it as well it's kind of a winter's type for crits yeah. and it's awesome i just i like that one as well did not do that this year um first straight crits maybe um I, I loved your technical old school uh and i guess the only one we really have around here would be davis fourth of july but lodi you know i didn't uh, yeah uh, maybe yeah it, it's, it's back on the calendar okay actually. back on the calendar so yeah. we can we could head out there what about you for crit <sighs> Lo, uh vallejo <laughs> Sassoon No I'll have to come back to that I would say circuit race If we want to throw that in the mix Winchester is a phenomenal course Yes yeah, I do agree. Um, Once again all these races That don't Are good for us They're not good for us But it, it's I mean it, it's an Anybody can be in there In the end type of course And it's right. it's. I don't think it's as Well attended as it should be And I think People are starting to Catch on to it As it's It's such a cool course um, It's got What five-ish minute climb in it and it's fantastic pavement it is wide open for both sides of the road the community embraces yeah. it it's, it's around a golf course people it's around a golf course um a local church hosts the parking area and gives you food it, it's it's a fantastic venue and it's it's one i hope that you know with it being rolled into the red kite omnium that it gets more and more people showing up whether it's easy points for the omnium or guys just kind of catching on that it's a, a great race part of my problem with with a lot of racers and i tried to overcome this myself is uh oh that's tough that's a race i'm not going to do well so i'm not going to go show up yeah and i get it but um it's a fun one i don't know they'd pull you so hey come out there do a few laps get lapped and right. enjoy it and get a meal in the <laughs> get parking a meal lot. yeah for crit i would say Chico. and i got a speeding ticket on the way home too. did you really <laughs> yeah let's not talk about that yeah. jay can you help me out next time he can uh okay crit, i would say chico I really enjoy the Chico crit. Yeah, okay, you're right. That's maybe it's your, yes, very good point. Fun crit. Right. That's a good road race too. Um, some other topics here, and I'm just going to throw through them because uh don't have enough research on them, but the, all the teams are coming out with their new kits, whether it's local and or world tour. Um, ours is pretty much similar to last year. We'll reveal that maybe Ooh. in an upcoming episode. It's not that big I'm a deal. I'm waiting for Kurt. Kurt's going to have an Instagram post on it. He's no, taking he's the lead not, on that. No, he's not. <laughs> Uh, but did you see any world tour kits that would just, uh, I do like the new, um, Dumoulin's team. What's a giant, some yeah. web, they're more of a red. It looks kind I of, I think it's orange because they're now, what are they? CCC? No, it's not. Oh, giant. you're right. You're right. Sunweb. Sunweb. Yeah. No, giant they do have a red. Is, is, yeah, so the giant bikes went to CCC. I like their kit. I like that just yeah. kind of simple orange color. Right. Um, Sky went a full change. Aren't they going with a completely different looking kit this year? More uh, blue, more yeah. like our, our kit. Right. Yeah. Everyone's uh, going that way, by the way. If you see that out on, on the road and it's blue, it's... It's got to be us. You got. I mean, there's uh, someone... I'm trying to remember what team. Maybe it was um, Pete's posted theirs out and there's has more blue in it. Right. And I'm trying to get people in trouble, but I think it was posted online. Uh, Jeremy Cattell said something like, I mean, there's only like five, four or five <laughs> Masters teams. Can we have some variety of colors? So good yeah. point. Black and blue seems to be the the color of the year. So it's, things come and go. One thing I didn't like that I see in a handful of world tour kits this year is this weird kind of color fade where like the bibs might be black and it does this weird fade to another primary color on the top. Uh, I didn't it's not just an outstretched shorts that are. 
<laughs> that might be it, but no, it's just it's just kind of weird all looking. Trying them on in their winter weight, Chris. I like, gotcha. Yeah, Caleb's like I'm a super uh, extra small, and right. then he's not. So I don't actually. I don't know if Caleb's gained weight or not during the winter. But but I like the I I, I remember now the giant kit's cool. Um, I really like the Bahrain Merida kits. Um, I think that they do a good job clashing the the blue and the the red colors. It looks pretty cool. Anybody you're excited to kind of see this year? Like, uh, and I'll give you my example: Larry Warbass going back up to the World Tour. Yeah. He's up with um, uh, AG2R. Yes, <clears throat> and I'm excited to kind of see him getting that chance again. Anybody specific that you're seeing that's uh, Nilsson Palace as well? Um, granted, he's had his chance, so to speak, but I'm really interested to see how Sepkus does in a full season whether they're going to throw him into the Giro or throw I mean he obviously showed the team hey I've got this great set of skills put it to use whether it's the Giro or the Tour or another trip to the Vuelta I think it'll be cool to see him and that team as a whole yeah. uh, I think they're going to be the <clears throat> the most potentially kind of sky killing team out there whether it's through Roglic or Cuss or having Palace help out or Kelderman. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys out there that can just really lay it down. You know, I saw an article um, that was like, hey, maybe this is going to be good for cycling. The fact that Sky's going away, you know, thin the herd, da 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 da. But there's always another team that's on the verge right. and is putting in money, and it could be Lotto. Or I guess they're not going to be Lotto anymore. That's a different name. Maybe it's just Jumbo. Uh, so do we start hating? I mean, is that going to be the next team that we're in? The, five years you look back and you're like oh this team is just killing everybody and so there's always a dominant team right there's always a dominant team but i i don't know i i feel like the the personalities on on lotto are a little more you know they're not um as sky like they're not just robotic they seem to have personality and flair and you know we've we've ridden with a couple of guys on that team so it's it's cool to see the local guy do well it's cool to see the kind of mountain biker turn roadie just have a great career so i i'm hopeful that they don't just kind of become like a, a dominant powerhouse I, i'm hopeful there's a little bit more parity with some of the other teams well just watching the Kreuzwick and um uh, Re- Re- Roglic yeah just the way they rode was, I loved it. Right. I mean, like throwing it all out there, yeah. you know, six, 10 K to the finish, just haymaker, haymaker, right. maybe fail. Maybe you take off on the downhill again, like Rodrick was doing yeah. is a different mentality than just, well, although G did attack a lot at the tops, but it was a different mentality than just grind and pop. And right. then, you know, we well, so. even seen, it was Kreuzwick that led, um, the Alp d'Huez day, right. On right. The tour. It was, it was cool to see that <laughs> right from way just, out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go and here we go. Yeah. Um, since we're going more or less unscripted here, um, we always do. Yeah, no, we, we follow a very formal approach. Um, it'll be interesting to see how some of these teams, um, what is it? Education first. What are they going by now this year? Uh, who cares? I don't know. They've dropped a great pack, I believe, but it'll be interesting to see how some of these teams that are taking on a non road specific approach handle the season. Cause they've got guys that are allegedly going to be doing, you know, dirt events, whether it's gravel or something like Leadville, um, how they balance that with their existing obligations. And is that just kind of a way to keep the team? Because Education First didn't exactly have a, a whirlwind of results. Are they just trying to stay visible and kind of keep the sponsors happy? Or, or how are they really going to approach that this year? Because I know a few other teams are, are looking to do that on the 
kind of lower levels, whatever Floyd's new team is, um, they've used that as kind of like a model to to model their 2019 doing non-road events. Well, speaking of which, so I saw TJ, they, uh, an interview with him, and they were asking him about, you know, his coming on the team and, you know, joining forces with um, Rigoberto and blah, blah, blah. And then they said, hey, you know, this dirt thing, you, you know, doing that. And, and his reaction was an emphatic no. It was almost like they'd asked him to, you know, kiss his sister. It's like, ugh. And I was like, okay, so he's... <laughs> He's got a different focus, a different mind. He's still old school TJ. Right. Now, is that the interview where he said he just wants to ball? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't think he meant cry. I think he meant like, you know, throw I, down with the boys on, on on the court. Yeah. Although there was that video of him. They're fixing his time trial bike on a velodrome and the infield has a basketball hoop and he's out there shooting hoops with his cleats and his time trial helmet. And um, most cyclists, you look at it, you can see how someone shoots and you go, eh, that's, they've never really, it looks like he'd played a little basketball before. JV maybe in like, probably not JV, but enough, uh, you know, enough shooting up with his wife that, uh, you know, had some skill. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to talk about this bike testing? Yeah, we can. I don't know. Or do you want to just say that for another time? Um, I can summarize it in enough words that it would be worthwhile. Do it. Aero bikes. Eh. Disc. Proves to be not as aero as non as non disc. Tour magazine has some really good data. Check it out. Tour magazine. It's a German magazine. Okay. You've got to be able to copy paste into your Google Translator to make heads or tails of so, it. But. So may, are you, maybe the results are different <laughs> than what you say they are. That that could be. I don't know. It's just um, it just seems like there's always this new push to have something be the the next big thing on the market and it seems to be disc and aero disc doesn't appear to be as aero as aero non-disc speaking of discs and speaking of translations back when i was in college long time ago um the friend of mine they had these big laser discs that you'd play movies on sure and he got this uh this, i think it was star wars and it was english and it would then um translated it to like japanese and so it would have like subtitles, but then he had a, a somehow translated it back. So it, it wasn't just, okay, we're back to English. It was back from the Japanese translation back to English. I'm sure it was quality. That was hilarious. Sure. It was, uh, it was more like your, <laughs> your wife, it was mystery science 3000 type drunk episode. So right. it was, it was pretty stellar as you can imagine. I can imagine. Laser disc, huh? Laser disc. Look it up folks. It went out with beta. It did. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're basically saying the bikes, uh, the aero bikes is the way to go. It's it more, more beneficial to have an aero bike than a light bike. That's what the data says. I mean, even on a climb up to a certain percent and body weight. So it's like, uh, I think it's up to like 5%. You're, you're going to be having a more benefit by being on the aero bike than not. And then also most of your rides are not going to exclusively exclusively be a 5% climb. There's going right. to be some flat or some descent leading into or, or coming after the climb. So Which in, helps in, people like us. Yeah, in the end, a little bit of a what's, reduction in drag is beneficial. What's the best bike out there right now? I don't know. Madone? Depends. Is it, that what it says? No, it doesn't say that. Okay, so these, these lists here. Uh, okay, well, we'll just maybe we'll take a better look at it. And then one of the boring times in the year, we'll, we'll go over that. Uh, do you have any winners? Or lo- oh, do you want to finish off that? I was just going to say, so the biggest challenge with looking at aero data is that it's not just a bike, it's a system. 
So right. if you look at a bike, it might test better with wheels A than B, while bike B may test better with wheels B than A. And then you add U onto it with a different helmet. So it, it's all this kind of big system. So you might buy the bike that tests the best as a frame set alone, but for you as a system in the wheels that you use, it's worse than another bike. So in the end, I mean, it's it's really just getting to the point of picking nits where you're like, it's going to save me half a watt. And it's like, but is it? Uh, I don't know. Right. So if you can afford to go into a wind tunnel and try all these and get the best system, right. maybe this is the way to go. If you're like us and you're not going to do that, um, what you could probably do is lose some weight, shave your arms, and you'll be good. Yeah. And generally, if you, you feel the need to buy an aero bike, yeah, just get any old aero bike off the shelf and you're right. probably going to be just fine. Right. Um, of course, you, might, you guys can always look up our own results and then you could <laughs> make your determination whether uh, our strategy has been working well for what, what you want to do. Probably not. Any, speaking of losers, uh, any winners or losers for you this year, this week and on the year in general? Ooh, can I pick myself as a loser? Is that okay? Most people do. Okay, thank you. Sure. Do you want to back that up with some data? Just life in general. Wow. No. Uh, yeah. Just my fitness just stinks right now. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's amazing just like you find yourself on a group ride and you're like, God, this is terrible. Why do I hurt so bad? So um, uh, I'm I'm a loser for letting my fitness fall apart, but I'm a winner for identifying it and <laughs> wanting to do something about it. Yeah, the first step to a recovery is acknowledging your faults. Right. right uh, yeah, no, I feel the same way that you are my loser. Um, no, that uh, about the fitness thing. I, mean, I let mine go so bad yeah. that, you know, I'm looking at my CTL and it's just, it, I'm, I'm working on it and I'm recording all my data every day, even weight, because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing maybe a progression, maybe do, do a little movie on the step by step daily, the weight okay. and everything, you know, the CTL pop, pop, pop coming back up. So. Yeah. But it's frustrating. And, you know, a few years ago, I was like, I don't want that. So over the winter, I was, keeping my foot on the gas, you know, short, intense climbs and the little things. And my weight was really good and it was fun. It was fun going into the, the early part of the season fit. Um, it is my I don't race enough to get burnt out, but that's, that's a good point. If, if you don't do enough to get burnt out, that's fine. I just, um, I was oh, last year I hit the winter really hard and I think by March I was done. I just didn't even want to ride. So I'm hopeful that by delaying my progression into getting fit, I'll, I'll have some interest in riding my bike Maybe through July. Yeah, but you're already depressed about it right now. How's it, how's your mm. depression going to be in February? Probably worse. No, uh, no I know no. we talked about the best of 2018, so we probably don't need to pick any winners or losers. Although I just want to say thanks uh, for everybody that's tuned into this podcast. Uh, you know, like I said, we're almost up to 100 episodes, and uh, especially you, Chris, for coming in. Uh, you know, you were there on episode two was in I? the in the background when I interviewed oh. uh, Nate Dunn. And what was uh, it? episode one? Episode one, which is, I, I did a little review of some of the stuff this last few weeks. Episode one was basically me uh, with my <laughs> with my iPhone talking into it, uh, doing a recording and uh, talking about like different races. Uh, the Tour de France was coming up. So I talked about how I watched the tour and different ways to get on. And in episode one, I even uh, mocked Phil Guyman. That's how intense this love, love battle is. You know, what's interesting then is what I was saying to him uh, about him at the time was he wrote an article about Lance Armstrong and how we shouldn't be listening to his podcast because he had come out, uh, you know, because he was a cheat. Right. So then he has on Danielson. What the fuck? Why am I going down this road? 
Um, anyway, I want to thank you. Thank you a lot for being on the show and for helping you know be part of this whole thing. And Kurt, obviously, as well. Kurt's done a lot of work behind the scenes, some production stuff. You're the amazing reason. And then we joke about this, but we'll say something like, oh, that bike arrow or there's some route. And you come up with all kinds of creepy data. Don't proof check any of that data. Uh, just <laughs> FYI. You're like, I've been on, uh, on high, uh, light cameras and everything else looking at stuff. So it's it's been impressive. Um, it has been a fun year. I enjoyed it. Um, I will say, you know, your tenacity of keeping on Kurt and I to, to stay on it is is impressive. And the amount of time and effort that you put into it is, is really cool. So I'm looking at this list of 2018 guests and I would read through it, but it would take forever. So obviously there's been a whirlwind of people that you've had the opportunity to talk to. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. I, I looked at that and I was, I was actually, uh, I went through all the episodes and I just picked them out of all the people we had talked about. Um, I would love to list everybody here, but it's, it's really impressive. We'll just kind of go through some highlights. Andrew Shimizu, who's been on a few times. Uh, we talked to Willie Myers, um, some of our own teammates, John Novikov, Scott Hooper, Jeff Scott, uh, Matt Chatleon came in. Um, Jason Grafath came in twice. Uh, I, one of the episodes that I really enjoyed, you guys can always skip back because some of these are dated because it's specific to what we were talking about with my friend Jonathan Scriven, who uh, lives over in France in Nice. And matter of fact, he, he just was saying the other day at his school, um, uh, Roach, Nicholas Roach came in and had a talk. Hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, good information there about kind of what he does over in France and kind of American living over there. Um, Sam Boardman, Ali Dragu, Chris Reichert, Justin Williams. Half an interview with Larry Nolan. Larry <laughs> Nolan, that one uh, kind of bugged out on us. Jeff Gallen talked to us. at the, He was the director at the at Chico. Um, Jessica Mundy, uh, Sean Bagley and Jeff Prince. I really appreciated those guys coming in talking about their race. And then there was a bunch of guys we talked to at Winchester, Jonathan Baker, Jay Newton, uh, Kendall Ryan of Team Timco, that's when she won that day. Uh, Ed Beeman, her her director. Nielsen Palace, Tom Soliday, uh, Katie Hall, Taylor Wiles, Dave Toll, Charlie Cuisinot. He was the Nevada City guy. Dave Garzoli. Yeah, going back to... Um, Zimney, I'll just finish out. Zimney, yeah, yeah. Doug, Kurt's, Kurt's dog, Doug, and Mike Sayer is the last one. Uh, where did, uh, Ed Beeman, it was cool to see him take as much time as he did. I mean, he was, he had a lot of insight and he was really excited just to talk cycling. That was really cool to see. Yeah. Well, Ed, and Ed Beeman, uh, I guess we kind of talked about this. He ran the navigators team back in the day, back when, um, I was writing and, uh, you know, he had, he had a good team and they had some ups and downs. So it was interesting to, to just talk to him about all that. So, uh, anyway, there's a lot more in there that we've missed out on. Uh, it was really good conversation. I would like to get a little bit um, more in this next year on some of the, just everybody in the, in this Northern California, talk to some more. And um, I don't know if anybody has some suggestions or some other people that you'd like to talk to. Not suggestions per se, but I, I think there were times where there were a lot of people we wanted to talk to. Um, and we thought it would be a good idea to try and do a race and then talk afterwards That's tough. and, and didn't realize how, how much the motivation just falls off after the race. And it's like, I just want to sit here and go home and they want to talk to somebody. So I think there were a handful of folks that we were going to speak with and just didn't get an opportunity to. And I think we'll try and loop back up with them next year. You know, that, that comment is so true because uh, we're at Chico and right. we had started to do stuff. And um, the first day we we're just kind of like, uh, and then we went and did it anyway. And then we felt like 
we're thrown into this. We're obligated. But uh, you and Kurt, and especially you, uh, when on the Sunday when we were going around, you know, you guys would get somebody for me to talk to next. And you were awesome about getting those set up, walking around with me, just directing me to the next person. And it was that was a lot of fun. I look back at Chico. It was a lot of we did a lot of work that time, but it was uh, some of the conversations we had. I really enjoyed. So I, I think you're mistaking me for Kurt. He was definitely critical. And I don't know. You're in the pictures, folks, folks. Up. I was just standing there to get credit for Kurt's efforts. But no, he he definitely did a great job of kind of rounding people up. So it was, it was I think a collective effort there, and it was it was cool to get the opportunity to talk to that much uh cycling talent in one day right uh so anyway i want to thank all the listeners all those that have downloaded the podcast and shared it and uh, checked out our, our youtube stuff as well um this is definitely going to keep happening because as you said i'm like you're like my kids where i'm constantly hey did you get your presents for your mom did you get presents for your mom come on in let's talk let's talk that's kind of what we do and we're going to keep going with that because um, I enjoy it. And it, it, the main goal, you know, some of these other shows that you see on uh, YouTube and, and some of the it's maybe it's about them. And for us, it's about um, I love having conversations. I really enjoyed the one with Mike Sayers uh, a week and a half or so two weeks ago. Uh, a lot of good info is I really enjoyed it. And we got a lot of positive feedback of, from people personally sending me stuff saying thank you. You know, there's a lot of good insights. And for me, it's that's what's fun. It's uh, kind of sharing the sport, getting more info out there. Um, the sports got some issues, right? It's got some issues with interest and those no. things. And I don't know if we help it. I don't know if we hurt it, <laughs> but, um, we're going, we're going down with it, I think. And you also, um, you built a new recording studio, so it'd be foolish right. not to continue on. Yeah. That's so. going to happen. We're going to be moving in there uh, in yeah. a few weeks. So, right. yeah. All right. Any last words you have? No, I think 2019, we just got to find a way to kind of loop Kurt back in on this. He's well, missed. he's a busy guy, no, and we'll not. just have to figure something out, whether we do Skyping it or we just uh, bring him in. But um, the more we do, the better. All right. Well, good luck to everyone out there in 2019. Best of luck to you, Chris, on the bike. And you as well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate sure. that. I, I yeah. plan on having a fun year. And, I look um, forward to it. I think there's going to be a renewed interest. It seems like there's a lot of people took 2018 a little lightly and are excited to come back in 2019. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful for a good season all around. You know, maybe when you're out there at a race and you see us at the race, um, come up to us. Uh, likely I'll have recording stuff with me. I'll just, we'll just start a conversation. We'll throw you on. So, um, that's probably a horrible idea for yeah, me to, yeah. to spread out there, but you know, just what? not after the race <laughs> we've learned, <laughs> but, but not before either, because I'm warming up and I got to focus. Right. And during the race, there's a lot of focus too. So well, actually that might be the best chance. <laughs> all right. So, um, episode 95, once again, check us out on all the platforms. We're out there on YouTube. Check us out on the YouTube. We got iTunes, Stitcher, Podbeam, Overcast, Everywhere that you can find podcasts, check us out on Facebook, uh, Between Two Wheels, um, and then B2W underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. And we'll see you in 2019. See you. Bye. Bye, Kurt. Audrey Beely, and I raced for the Dirtbirds, and today I raced women's single speed. John Novikoff. And uh, see, I raced... Uh, who do you race for? Oh, yeah. And in what division did you do today? Yeah, uh, data-driven athlete racing, and I did the Masters 35 plus B category. Hi, I'm Scott Hooper. Uh, race for Top Club Cyclocross A Open today. What's up, Tyler? Jeff Scott. Uh, ride with you guys, DDA. The name. First of all, what is the name? Well, we uh, originally were gonna we kind of went through a bunch of different names, but we came up with the left turn. Special guest with us today, Matt 
Chat Leong. Is that did I pronounce that right? About as uh, no. Me too. I'm sort of the same way, but yet you know, and and we have a lot of you know mutual friends from when we were younger. But I've connected with a few of them after whatever twenty years, and we just pick right up. It's unbelievable. And this week debut, we have Jason Grafrath of the Thirsty Bear team. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. I hope that I hope the uh, the drinks are okay for you today. Yeah, the drinks are are welcoming. And this week we have. Matt Tufts of the, let me see if I get it right, the Oak Valley Bank Cycling Team. How's that? Very well, close. Okay, Matt, Matt, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, we will be known as the Oak Valley Community Bank Elite Cycling Team. Community. See, that's the important yeah, part. you got to have we, community. Today, we're really happy to have Ryan Oaks in studio, in my office today with us, joining us on a Saturday night. Uh, welcome. Thank you for coming. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Casey Fallon. Uh, category two racing as a masters uh, touchstone racing this year touchstone die giant i am michael claudio i am category two but i raised masters 35 one two three for thirsty bear uh, my name is ali Dragu. i ride for 2020 uh, presented by show air and i'm doing the chico stage race for chris reichert for team mike's bikes and uh, one two or p1 here at uh, uh chico stage race uh, my name is justin williams Technically, I, I race for uh, Specialized Rocket Espresso, but I'm just here representing Specialized myself. I'm here with Sam Bordenman and Mark Pro. We talked after the circuit race. How'd the rest of the weekend go? I think the rest of the weekend went pretty good, save for Justin Mock going down in the last couple of laps of the race after a rider in front of him clipped a pedal and then slid out. My name's Mallory Miller, um, racing for Point S Racing and doing the Pro 1-2-3. Beth Ann Orton, racing for Point S Nokian uh, racing and pro one two women. Hi, Larry Nolan, and I am from the Bay Area. Uh, I just raced the fifty five plus. I'm a sixty year old. Lee Bowman, and I'm the manager of the Meteor Intelligentsia women's racing team. My name is Daphne Caraganis. I'm on the Meteor Intelligentsia, and I'm in the women's pro field. Hi, my name is Jessica Mundy, and I ride for the Media Intelligentsia. Okay, so I'm detecting a slight uh, accent. Uh, is that correct? Yes, I'm Australian. <laughs> and then from there, we uh, went to Sierra Nevada Brewery. And then from there, we went to uh, downtown Chico and checked out all the bars. We have Derek Novice of the Real Strata Racing Team in to talk about himself and, <laughs> and the bike race coming up, the Golden State uh, Race Series. Uh, how are you doing, Derek? Honored to be here. Love it. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the last uh, K and a half, um, our plan was to rush the field and uh, come up on the right side. And uh, my teammates and I, we're drag racing the wiggle train. And uh, yeah, they just dropped me off in, in the scrum of the in the scrum of the sprint. And yeah, I just kind of fished my way through everyone and, and so popped out at the right moment. I'm with Ed Beeman, right? That's right. You're managing now the women's TIPCO team. And um, you obviously had a winner today. Congratulations. Thanks so much, Tyler. So I'm with Nilsson Palace. Okay, so I would be remiss if I didn't mention your um, KOM on Ridge Road that uh, we do on Copper Republic. I was there the day you took that. Um, yeah. Any any plans on uh, reducing that in the future? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe someday I'll try to go back and take that. But I got to be on a good day because uh, yeah, I I was ripping that day and I don't want to go back and not not put a better time up. So got to make sure that I'm uh, ready to do it. Mike Sayers, welcome, Mike. Thanks, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, hold that up, nice close. And yeah. your son's here. He's off camera. Um, He's playing games, but we won't, we won't join him in unless it gets to specific stuff. When you're talking. Yeah, if you want to know the uh, secrets, then uh, he'll tell you. 